1: Well, I think that we've already done quite a bit. I've stopped the uh, uh, judicial legislation uh, for three months, seeking consensus from the other side, unfortunately not getting it, then brought in a relatively minor part of the reform, passed it, and then said, I'm still going to give it several months to try to get another consensus. What is it? It would probably be about the composition of the uh, committee that elects Mm -hmm. judges.
0: With the Uh, selection of the judges? Yes. How they're selected?
1: right? That's, that's basically what's left uh, and because other things I think we should not legislate. I don't think we should move from one extreme where we have perhaps the most activist judicial court on the planet to getting to a point where the legislature or Knesset can just knock out any decision that the court makes. There has to be a balance. That's what we're trying to restore.
0: So, so Prime Minister, when, when you look at the, the change in selection for the mm-hmm. judges, how quickly could that come?
1: Well, if we get a compromise, it could come immediately. If we can't get a buy-in from the from uh, the opposition in the parliament, there's always a buy-in from the public. What is the the thing that the public uh, accepts? And I'm giving it my best shot. I'm spending uh, I wouldn't say 24 hours a day on it. I'd mm-hmm. say about 12 hours a day.
0: And 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 if the public is not behind it, what do you do? do you I think delay? you should choose do you something.
1: Stop? I think you should choose something that has broad acceptance.
0: Which looks like what?
1: Which looks like something that I'd like to negotiate, not on, not even on Bloomberg.
0: Okay, but but give me a flavor of, of is it walking back some of the, the some of the things that have been said by certain I, ministers I think, around you? Oh,
1: ministers can say anything. I don't control <laughs> words in our parliamentary system. I control deeds, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and and that has to be understood. Uh, but you, since you know uh, the European system, you know that unlike a presidential system, you don't control the. Uh, uh, you know what is said by members of your cabinet,
0: but but you can ask them to tone it down. Have you asked them to tone it down? A hundred times, and they're listening. i
1: Succeeded fifty times,
0: and you'll you don't you don't do always so.
1: succeed. You don't always succeed, uh, but that's what's important to understand is what is when the dust settles. Yeah. Are we going to have Israel that is uh, more is stronger democratically or is it weaker democratically? Is it something where? you're going to have the the balance that you need between the will of the majority and the rights of the minority or individual rights. Has that been strengthened, that balance, or has it been weakened? I maintain it'll be strengthened, it certainly will not be weakened. Prime
0: Minister, there are a lot of questions, especially from investors, especially from businesses, because you always need a body that makes sure that anything that the government passes is legal. And there's maybe a perception problem, but this is weakened. So what is the message to business investors and to markets right now?
1: I don't think it's weakened. I think the ultimate, actually, I think the ultimate regulator in democracies are not uh, courts, but uh, the public choice. I think that's a fundamental misconception of how democracies work.
0: We always need someone to to overlook that. But
1: if you have a lousy government, then they're not reelected. That's the most important thing. The most important regulator is the political markets. But I don't think that we should in any way weaken the courts. There's a difference between between, uh, an independent court and an all-powerful court. And I think what we're trying to do is bring back it to Israel, where it was in its first 50 years, where there was an adequate balance between the courts, the legislature, and the executive.
0: But Prime Minister, there there's a perception problem, maybe, if that's what you think, but there's certainly a division in this country with hundreds of thousands of people protesting and market participants worried about what happens next. What's your message to them?
1: When the dust settles, Israel will, not only will remain a democracy, it will be even a stronger democracy, but more importantly, It will not in any way impair the enormous uh, business and uh, economic capabilities of Israel in the new uh, technological age.
0: But Prime Minister, when does this dust settle? So far, you haven't even been prepared to say that you will follow what the Supreme Court decides. No, we follow what the
1: Supreme Court decides and the Supreme Court so far has also followed the the basic rule of not, uh, not striking down basic laws, which they themselves deem are the basis of the Constitution. Both things have to be maintained.
0: So would you tell markets and investors today that whatever they decide, right, there's a, there's a, uh, something big that's going to be decided in the next couple of months, you will abide by that?
1: I, I hope that we don't get into a constitutional crisis. I think we won't. I think there's a way of uh, reaching an uh, equitable compromise which is what I'm trying to do. Now, right. if I but if I reveal to you everything that I'm trying to do, okay. I won't be able to do it.
0: But the market wants to understand that there's nothing worse for the markets or investors to actually be in a limbo where you're not sure exactly what will happen or or how the government will react. I'm are we, are absolutely abide sure by the ruling.
1: I'm absolutely okay. sure that uh, Israel will come out stable. Uh, and successful and democratic, at least as democratic, in my view, more democratic. I don't think we're going to tear the country apart. I don't think you're going to have civil war. I think right now what you're seeing is the natural uh, the natural uh, conflict between two opposing views that have not yet meshed, uh, but they will mesh. Do
0: you, do you support your central bank governor, who is very well respected internationally?
1: Sure. I, I appointed him.
0: Will you back him for, for another term? He has to decide, I think, by by next month.
1: Well, I haven't talked to him yet, but I will. But uh, I've uh, guarded, uh, I would say rigorously, uh, his independence, the independence of the central bank, and that will continue to be the policy. Uh, I will talk to him, but you uh, wouldn't believe this, but we just not had the opportunity to discuss that.
0: But, but, Prime Minister, when you talk to him, will you ask him to stay on?
1: Possibly, I want to think about it. I uh, haven't well, you that now? I think he's been a, uh, an exceptional uh, central bank director. Uh, and I think that's a possibility that I'll have to talk to him about.
0: What, one of your ministers, I think, called him a savage for, so, for raising interest rates.
1: Yeah, well, my ministers in our hectic parliamentary system can say anything. But uh, it's a fact that we've never intervened with uh, the independence of the central bank, and we won't.
0: And in fact, r- I, I,
1: I think I passed some laws. Or corrective uh, additional laws that safeguarded the independence of the central bank I do not want the government uh, broaching in on what the central bank has to do
0: so do you support the interest rate hikes
1: I leave that decision to the central bank you know I've had several central bank directors uh, because I've been in government a long time Uh, I think in a few months I'll be probably more time in as prime minister than uh, anybody in the Western world for the last half century. So I've had a lot of central bank directors to talk to. I always talk to them in a padded room, absolutely sound proof that we could, uh, you know, hurl at each other, whatever we want, but when I come out, I always give backing to the central bank director.
0: But, uh, Prime Minister, it, it would be pretty powerful, a pretty powerful message to the markets given the divisions and given the turmoil if you were to ask him to stay on?
1: Could be. That's a, consi- that- That's a consideration. I'll, I'll consider it.
0: But do, do you agree? Would that be a powerful message?
1: I think the powerful message is the independence of the central bank. Uh, and I think the choices that I've made in bringing in central bank directors, uh, whether it was Stanley Fisher uh, and uh, uh, after him, uh, uh, the current uh, central bank director, I think uh, people see that we choose and choose well. And
0: and that will not change?
1: And some others in between, I don't want to—
0: And and that will not change?
1: No, it Mm -hmm. will.
0: You're overhauling the judiciary, but but, but the central bank won't be— I'm
1: not overhauling the judiciary, I'm correcting the judiciary to where it was— I don't think we'll get there—but to where it was at Israel's first 50 years, uh, before the judicial uh, imbalance was created. And I'm trying to bring it back modestly into line. This is described as the end of democracy. Why? Why is it described as the end of democracy? Because we say that that the judiciary in Israel and in Israel alone cannot say I'm striking down uh, a government decision or or a, a parliamentary law simply because I think it's... Unreasonable. That doesn't exist to that extent in any Prime of the Minister, democracies.
0: No, but it's a check and balance. And this is what, again, this is what investors are worried about. No, so plenty what of checks. Kind of. So I was no. going to ask you, what's your message today for a business that wants to come here that's a little bit nervous about what they can do longer term?
1: There is no absence of checks. In Israel, the courts have all the checks, but they have no balance. So if you're concerned that the court will not be able to intervene in certain decisions, they've got a hundred different checks on that. But one thing that they, we, we want to have is not to be able to, uh, to uh, have the court intervene on anything, on any matter, without any reference to any statute or any law. I mean, that, that is not democracy. Prime,
0: I'm sorry. It's my understanding they've only done that a handful of times, but if you're an investor today, right, mm-hmm. and you look at Israel that has to deal with Saudi, that has to deal with Iran, why are, are you falling on the sword about the judiciary?
1: I'm not falling on the sword, I'm trying to correct an imbalance because people because millions of Israelis vote time and again for governments who want to have uh, certain uh, government policies, okay and the governments are elected and they want to enact their policies and the uh, the uh, Supreme Court often intervenes uh, in ways that nullifies the will of the majority without any reference to a law. For example, I'll give you an example. Uh, we have uh, foreign workers, okay Israel has been able. To prevent the entry uh, of uh,
0: and Prime Minister, we're fully aware. But were you upset by hundreds of thousands of people in the street?
1: Well, there have been hundreds of thousands of the others. That's a a reflection of democracy. Nobody nobody describes know, nobody got, describes the other side. We had a quarter of a million people in the street the other day supporting the uh, judicial reform. You didn't hear a, a word. About
0: but it. Prime Minister, you were the one that brought people together, right? Mm-hmm. That that build bridges. Mm-hmm. What's happened?
1: Well, because I. A, it didn't happen overnight. When I uh, did the economic reforms that made Israel uh, uh, an economic juggernaut, a free market economy, technological economy, I had huge demonstrations. I had a 5 months national strike, three months and two months from the, uh, the labor union, I had, uh, when I tried to get, take the gas out of the, the seabed, I had the same people who are organizing the strikes now, saying this is the end of democracy. This will destroy our environment, mind you. taking sub- Substituting gas for coal. Oh. Destroying the environment. But it's the same thing. Now they're saying we're destroying the de- democracy. That's nonsense. But I understand it's nonsense in my view. It's not not, not nonsense in their view. They're generally concerned. Uh, and I, I think there's a happy middle ground there. I've always mm-hmm. found it uh, in other matters, whether it was in defense or Iran yeah. or free market economies or taking gas out of the, the, the seabed, I'll find it here as well. I, again,
0: there's so much nervousness right out there. When you speak to investors and when you speak to the markets, give me a sense of what you would be able to do or to, to give to normalize a relationship with Saudi Arabia.
1: Well, uh, Saudi Arabia I think is uh, One of the exceptional things, that tells you why I'm very optimistic about Israel. Really one of two reasons, one of two main reasons. One is that, uh, well, I'll start with Saudi Arabia, but then I'll get with the other one. Uh, I think that we are about to witness a pivot of history, maybe, I can't guarantee that it'll happen. But first there is an economic corridor of energy, Mm -hmm. transport, uh, and uh, communications that naturally goes through our geography from the Arabian Peninsula, mm-hmm. from Asia to the Arabian Peninsula, to Europe. We're going to realize that. Yeah. And by the way, my sense is we're going to realize that despite uh, whether we have formal peace or not. But uh, do
0: you have to give concessions? So we understand probably. Saudi Arabia. Some, well, some, but so I think. So what, what would you give? Would you, would you limit, for example, Jewish settlements in the in the West well, Bank?
1: Again, you you have a, a good penchant as a good journalist to try to uh, eke out for me uh, my negotiation stance, and uh, of course, you're not going to succeed, but you could keep on trying. But do I think it's uh, feasible to have that? And do I think that uh, political questions will block it? I doubt it. If there's political will, there'll be a political way to achieve uh, normalization and a formal peace between Israel and Saudi Arabia. That that has enormous economic consequences for your investors. And if they have to bet on it right right now, I'd bet on it, but I can't guarantee it.
0: And primarily, this is why I'm, I'm not trying to ink out negotiations. Of course taxes. you are. I'm yeah. trying to understand yeah. what you're willing to give because this is such an important partnership for well, Israel. Well,
1: I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what I'm not willing to give. I'm not willing to give anything that will endanger Israel's security. That I will not do. But uh, I think there's enough room to discuss possibilities. I don't so, think, so, so, I, I think the like Palestinian the, thing is uh, brought in all the time. It was always brought in. Uh, and it's sort of a, a checkbox, you know, you have right. to check it to check. say that you're doing it. Do they? Do, is that what is being said in corridors? Is that what is being said in uh, uh, in discrete negotiations? I don't know.
0: You tell me. What's uh, being the seen? answer
1: is a lot less than you think.
0: Okay, so if you look at, for example, giving the Palestinians mm-hmm. their own state, is that something that you would, is that a red line?
1: It won't be their own state. It will be an a Iranian-controlled state that will... Uh, in in an area that is about the width of the Washington Beltway. If you take Israel and the uh, Palestinian areas in Judea, Samaria and the West Bank together, it's a little more than the the width of the Washington Beltway. You put a Palestinian state which would be controlled by Iran uh, in half of that or in in the middle of that, uh, you won't have a Palestinian state, you'll have uh, an Iranian uh, uh, terror state. So that's that's a
0: no. Of course, would, So, no, yes. so that under no circumstances would you allow that?
1: No, what I said often is that the way that I would uh, have a solution is two things about that. One, uh, that w- the Palestinians should have all the powers to govern themselves mm-hmm. and none of the powers to threaten Israel. This means that in whatever final settlement, peace settlement, we have with the Palestinians, Israel remains the over... Uh, I would say Israel has the uh, overriding security mm-hmm. power in the entire area, ours and theirs. Otherwise, we collapse, they collapse.
0: Prime Minister, you're going to UNGA in New York, I believe, yes, yes. second week or third week of September. Yes, Will yes. you meet with Donald Trump?
1: I don't know. <laughs> <Nobody>. Have <laughs> you're you are the 1st You're the, the first <laughs> to have suggested it. No, I haven't.
0: Are, are you expecting an invitation to, to the White House from President Biden?
1: Well, we, he said that we are going to meet, so uh, I'll leave it up to him.
0: What are you most excited for going to UNGA?
1: Uh, well, I've been there many years. You know, I know many my times. Or, what am I most uh, excited about? Uh, the uh, the possibility of broadening the uh, already historic Abraham Accords. I think this will be this will change history. I think it will not only end the Arab-Israeli conflict, not the Palestinian-Israeli yeah. conflict, but our conflict with ninety-eight percent of the Arab world. It will also, I think, create. A new peace between the jewish state no. and the muslim world but prime
0: minister the in the countries of the abraham accord some of them have been frustrated right about some of the noise that's been coming out of your government mm. will you will you meet with them to try and reassure them
1: well we, we meet with them all the time and uh, we reassure them all the time but i think i think they some of them are habituated to the fact that noise is noise And I think that's true of the markets too. There's a lot of noise in the market. But if you look at the fundamentals of Israel, if you look at the growth rate, which is double the United States, Expected mm-hmm. now. You look at the deficit, which is one point five at most percent, mm-hmm. compared to five point five percent in the U.S. If you look at the debt to GDP, which is sixty percent, which is less than hundred percent in the U.S., and you know what it's like in the EU, and if you look at uh, if you look at the investments, I mean, Nvidia builds here the supercomputer, Intel just puts yeah. twenty five billion dollars for a, I mean, a chip the plan. these are prospects longer term,
0: but but you right, are. But that's but the long.
1: That's my point. That. There's noise in the short-term markets. Yeah. There's clarity in the long-term markets. I mean, uh, um, now uh, Amazon just invests uh, $7 billion in cloud services a year. Why are they doing that? Because they know something I'm going to do. And the yes. thing that I'm going to do, and I'd like to bring it to your investors' attention, uh, a few years ago, 10 years ago, I decided that Israel would be one of the 10 cyber powers in the world, one of the five. We've become one of the more than five. Uh, higher than that. But, now, I think that what we're going to do is, and what I'm organizing is government, a government uh, 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 policy and a government uh, board with money to make Israel one of the three top but, AI powers in the world. Prime
0: Minister, what do you say to investors that worry that you've changed in terms of priorities?
1: I haven't. My priorities are peace, prosperity, and security. Uh, I think that they're all dependent on prosperity to have the, the yeah. ability to fund the, uh, the defense needs that we have and to expand the peace. The prosperity is based on Israel's supreme technological prowess. We are, uh, you know, people rated a seventh on the AI, on the AI list, you know why? Because of the absence of government policy. I'm changing that mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not going to announce in about uh, six weeks, the government policy, the organization, the project leader for a host of civilian and military AI mm-hmm. that will thrust Israel right up there. If you're an investor and you're not seeing that the added value yep. that is going to accrue to uh, national economies is based on their ability yep. to generate but AI and use AI, use I. This is not hype. This is Israel, and I we know, have but done they're
0: worried that. Worried about the shorter term, but thank you so much for your time. Oh, but history. but
1: uh, <laughs> remember this. Here's a good one. This is recorded today, right? Now we should look at one year from now, that's pretty short-term. Okay. And we'll see, was I right in telling you that Israel right now is undervalued? You should invest in Israel. Smart money is coming into Israel now, like these big firms, because they understand that we're, we're going to a good place.